It's Thursday, August 10th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas. And so today, as we come to you from Houston, we just want to wrap up this this part three of Zephaniah chapter three, as we really look at what's our motivation in caring for orphans and and the least of these and the downtrodden and vulnerable children. What's the call? And it's not humanitarian. It's not altruistic for ourselves to make ourselves feel better, but it's for the gospel. It's for gospel proclamation. And so we looked at part one and at just the, the way that sin has so corrupted our world and how sin has marred and marked this great creation that God has made. And, and there is there is all deceit and wickedness in our world because of sin. And God's justice is good and righteous and true. And because of God's righteous, who can stand? But then we saw the grace of God where he comes in and intervenes and he says, I am making for my self of people who are humble and who are meek and who understand the refuge that I am creating through the sacrifice of my son. And then he ends this picture oh, with the restoration and the redemption of the gospel of Christ. And so today, let's just, let's read the last part uh, together of Zephaniah chapter three, starting in verse 14, carrying us through the end of the chapter in verse 20. This is what Zephaniah says, sing aloud, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Oh, look at the difference already in verse 14 from you're having to hide from the vengeance and the wrath of God. And now you're rejoicing and exulting with all your heart. You're shouting for praise. And that brings us to verse 15. The Lord Yahweh has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You shall never again Fear evil. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. O verse 17, the Lord Yahweh, your God is in your midst. He is a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. Oh, He will exult over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all your oppressors. I will save the lame. I will gather the outcast. Oh, listen to this, beloved. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. Oh, if that is not our call to see the orphan and the vulnerable child have their shame be turned into praise. And you don't do that from pure humanitarian aid. You don't do that through social justice. You don't do that by making yourself feel good. You do that by boldly proclaiming the only gospel that will save the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 20, at that time, I will bring you in. At that time, I will gather you together for I will make your renown and I will make you 
praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Oh, what a beautiful picture of the restoration and the redemption of the gospel of Christ. Zephaniah 3.15, he takes away the judgments that were ours from verse 7 and verse 8. Oh, he, he is the king of Israel and he's in our midst. What shall we fear? What can trial or tribulation do to us? What can governments do to us? What, what, what can someone say against us that would hurt us when our king the Lord is in our midst. We will never again fear evil. And oh, oh, the beautiful picture of Zephaniah 317 that we were fearful of the wrath of God. But oh, now God is in our midst, a mighty one who will save. He rejoices over us. He sings over us a new song. He quiets us by his love and he praises over our redemption with loud singing. As in the Psalms, you, you see people, even in the throes of suffering, who are called to worship and give thanks for their anticipated salvation. Rejoicing is appropriate because of the presence of the real King of Israel, Emmanuel, God with us, God among his people. The, the human kings of Israel and Judah served only as representative of Israel's true king, this king, Yahweh, Jehovah, blesses us with his presence. Those who repent from their sin and turn to him. Oh, God's people who had been far flung will now face restoration at the hand of our king. Instead of being justifiably shamed for our sin, huh, we're now renowned and praised because of the gracious salvation of God. Oh, beloved, this gospel is for the meek. This gospel is for the humble. This gospel is for those that will humble themselves, that will take up their cross. Ultimately, because they are following one who took up a much heavier, greater, costlier cross on our behalf. Oh, we, we take the gospel to the least of these because that's what we were, the least of these. Oh, look again at verse 19 where it says, Behold, at that time, oh, he's our defender. He deals with our oppressors. I will save the lame. I will gather the outcast. Oh, how beautiful. And I will change their shame, the shame of the orphan, the shame of the child in foster care, the shame of the woman who's found herself in an unexpected pregnancy, the, the shame of the family that's lost their child into the foster system, the shame of a, of, a, of a family that can no longer take care of their child because of poverty. I will change their shame into renown, into praise in all the earth. The gospel of King Jesus invites us, beckons us, and commands us to join in the Father's plan to restore the least of these, to restore the orphan, to restore the widow, to restore the birth mother, to restore the family, to see children and families come back together through reunification. Oh, this is the Father's plan for the least of these. And so who are the, the least of these? Well, first, the least of these are, are the birth mothers who place their children for adoption. 
Oh, these women who are brave and, and make courageous decisions to place their child into a family where they believe that child can receive care in, in a day of, of great uh, access to abortion on demand in the morning after pill. The least of these are those courageous women who fight for the child in the womb and want to see life given to their children. Well, who are the least of these? Children who are placed into the foster care system, right? Children who have, have been neglected or abandoned or abused and are tossed to and fro in our foster care system. We must plead for them. Who, who are the least of these? The least of these are the, the parents of those children in the foster care system. The parents who are living through generational sin and generational curse. We need to go to these parents and, and seek restoration for them and to preach the gospel to them and to partner with them to help them be reunified with their children. No, that's, that's why I love what Tracy Newell came to me so many years ago. And, and Tracy, who is a dear sister, not my wife, uh, uh, but a dear sister, and came to me and said, we need to do something. We need to plead on behalf of these families who want their kids back out of foster care. We need to, we need to intervene for them. And Families Count was birthed out of that vision that the Lord gave Tracy. And oh, to see a hundred families who've been reached in Kansas, uh, 200 plus families have been reached in the Birmingham metro area and countless others that have been reached outside of those two areas and, and to see them be reached by the gospel and to break sins, curse on their family and to see their children be restored to their biological families. Oh, oh, that's so beautiful when the gospel will transform families and no longer is the foster care system uh, a symbol of brokenness, but it can become a symbol of gospel restoration. That's what happens when we plead for the least of these. And, and who are the least of these? The least of these are, are children around the world who've been orphaned because of physical, emotional, or social reasons. And, and we plead for their lives and, and we seek to take the gospel to them. We seek to, to show the gospel in every way that we can so that, that these children can experience reconciliation. Oh, beloved, we've not been called to social justice. We've not been called to humanitarian aid. We've not been called to altruism. We've not been called to social aid. We have been called to manifest the gospel to these. This is what T.S. Eliot says about being a Christ follower. It is a condition of complete simplicity, costing no less than everything. And this is why we spend our lives for the sake of the gospel, going to the poor, the needy, the orphan, and the vulnerable child. The apostle Paul, right? He says, for me to, to die is to be in the everlasting presence of Christ, but to, to live Oh, to live is for the glory of Christ. And so we live to make the glory of Christ known in everything that we do. Oswald Chambers said, never try to explain God until you have obeyed him. The only part of God we understand is the part that we have obeyed. And so, beloved, will you obey the call of Christ to manifest the gospel to vulnerable children? A.W. Tozer says, God is looking for people through whom he can do the impossible. God wants to do the impossible through you. Oh, what a pity. We plan 
only the things that we can do ourselves. Stop planning just those things that you can do yourself and by faith step out and say, God, I want to risk it all for your glory, for your gospel to vulnerable children, to their families, and to orphans around the world. Are we concerned for vulnerable children as God's covenant people? Are are we thirsty for the righteousness of Christ? Are we passionate to show the gospel and share the gospel to our neighbors and the nations? Oh, we have been redeemed by lavish grace. So, beloved, let today be the day that we begin to follow God's command to take the gospel in our care for orphans. And so we're excited, Lord willing, about tomorrow as we get to explore just a little bit about what the Lord is doing in Brenham, Texas through these children who have come from Columbia, uh, who we are hosting through this camp. Uh, Excited to meet again with our Columbia team, with, with Beth and Meredith and Soraya as they are here in Texas with us and and just help you know how you can be praying for these children that are being hosted, but also how you can get engaged even with the next hosting that we'll be doing in Birmingham, Alabama in October. And so we hope that the next couple of days, tomorrow and Friday and the next Monday, are just an encouragement as we are here in Texas caring for the least of these, but ultimately showing them gospel truth. Thank you for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.